Welcome to Shields on Hoops, your favorite Syracuse basketball podcast, Substack newsletter, and Twitter account. Don't know why, but the Twitter thread is not working for me to post video, so uh, the primary media from this one's going to be from the podcast. So uh, let's talk Syracuse Hoops. All right, the Orange had a great win over Boston College um, last uh, yesterday afternoon in the Dome. Um, a 79-65 to 65 win over the Eagles in a game that Syracuse was expected to win. Um, but again, it's the ACC. A lot of unexpected things happen, right? I mean, Virginia Tech was rolling. Um, they've got back-to-back losses to Boston and uh, Wake. You know, Pitt beat Carolina uh, a couple days ago. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the conference. It's conference play. You just never know. So every win is an important win. So, um, all right, so Syracuse kind of had another slow start in this one. Uh, took a decent lead, gave up that lead after some uh, nice nice plays by Boston and some turnovers and silly stuff by Syracuse. Um, and then a final run kind of put Syracuse on top, and they never really looked back. So um, alarming, I guess, maybe a little bit with another slow start. It's going to be hard for – if this team doesn't start doing a little bit of a better job of, of starting games with the energy they need – it's going to be tougher to dig those holes out against better competition than Boston College. Uh, four players in double figures for Syracuse. Gerard with 24, Mintz with 18, Williams with 16, and then Jesse Edwards with 10. And very notably, the Orange shot 50% from the high in the arc. And a lot of that was due to Justin Taylor and Benny Williams hitting a couple. So um, helping Joe out in that area was very, very valuable for Syracuse. All right. So I'm going to go through my uh, post. If you want to check out the written post, it's on the web, it's on the Substack website. Um, I'm going to go over the game observation, look at some stats, and then talk about player by player before taking a look at the next five games for the Orange. Um, so like I said, Syracuse finally shot the ball well from three. Uh, Gerard came out just firing away uh, to start. You could tell he was going to be in uh, full attack mode from this one. He shot it pretty well from three. I think it was four for nine. Benny was two for two. Justin Taylor was two for two. If Syracuse can get a boost like that from whether it's Williams, Taylor, or Bell, uh, then they are, or even Judah hitting a three every now and then, that's going to go a long way for this team, right? They cannot simply rely on Joe Girard from three. It's too easy to guard. Um, not him uh, in his in his own right, but just scheme wise, it's just too easy to defend when there's only one real guy to worry about. So. Uh, this team can kind of win in a variety of ways, I think we're learning. And that's kind of frustrating, but also good at the same time. Um, sometimes they the zone clicks, right? Sometimes Joe goes off. Sometimes Jesse is a load inside. Sometimes bench players give big boosts. Sometimes they press and do well. Uh, it feels like they're kind of scattered sometimes and don't have like that solid identity, which can be s- certainly frustrating. Um and inconsistent, which is an, which is it, that's one of the issues, right? They're just inconsistent. Um, the team's starting to form an identity, I think, but they have this weird kind of unique versatility to them. But it's just so unpredictable, uh, and I'm not really sure it's a great thing. But they do; they have proven they can win in a variety of ways. This game was more proof of that. The zone is getting better every game. You can't deny that. Uh, part of this was due to Boston, I think, having no shooters. Uh, but the zone is starting to do a better job of following the scout, shading towards shooters, not just guarding empty space. And what I mean by that is, 
yeah, you're playing in zone and you have your area, but if there's nobody there, you don't need to just stand there, right? Help in other spaces. Uh, and transition offense has been nice, right? It's been good to see them getting out and going a little bit, starting to learn how and when are the appropriate times to leak out. They're forcing more turnovers. The guards at the top are doing a better job. Uh, the backside rotations are forcing more deflections. So it's allowing Syracuse to kind of go. And I think that's been a point of emphasis just because every time Syracuse gets a rebound or a uh, turnover, you can see the whole benching and bench and coaching staff just yelling, go, go, go. They're really trying to push out a little bit. And they should. They've got guys who can make plays in transition. Uh, when you couple the fact that they have some guys who can make plays in transition, you know, Judah can make plays, Benny can make plays, uh, Chris Bell, uh, all those guys can get out and, and, and be tough. We've seen them show flashes of that. I mean, all three of those guys have had some highlight dunks this year uh, just because they're athletic and then get out and run. When you couple that with the fact that sometimes the half-court offense sputters and struggles, you want to take advantage of those opportunities as much as, as much as possible. And they did a good job of that yesterday. Uh, transition defense, however, was not very good. That would be my biggest gripe about yesterday was the transition defense kind of struggled at times. And it's not, it's not that there were like terrible turnovers. There were turnovers that caused it, uh, but you're going to turn the ball over. It was the response to the turnovers and not just from the players who made the turnovers, right? Like obviously if you turn the ball over, it's part of your job to kind of make up for that play and try and get back. That's the mentality a lot of players have, which is good. But it's the other players. It's like there were two or three times yesterday where players just ran right back to their spot in the zone uh, during transition situations, which you can't do because, again, it, it basic defensive fundamentals in transition, right? You you defend the ball, you defend the rim. And they just didn't do it. They ran to their spots uh, Boston threw it over the top, and they got some easy buckets they probably shouldn't have. And that was a big part of that run by BC in the second half where they actually took the lead. If you guys, like, it feels good right now. Don't forget, Boston had the lead with about 12 minutes to go after like a 11 12 0 run. So, uh, and, and a lot of that was due to Syracuse just lacking in transition defense. Uh, some stats Syracuse dominated statistically, effective field goal, effective field goal percentage 54.1 to 43.8. Uh, they took better care of the ball, but barely. They rebounded better offensively than Boston did, which is always a plus. Uh, Boston did win the category of getting to the free throw line at a better rate, uh, 36.8% to 24.5. And we knew that was going to happen. They're more physical, more of an inside presence type team, so they get to the line a little bit more. Uh, points per possession, 0.97 for Syracuse, 0.79 for Boston. Points per shot attempt, 1.08 for Syracuse, 0.87 for Boston. That's a good numbers, right? Uh, if you, and again, you want, you want to be at 1.0 on these as much as possible. Uh, points per two attempt, 0.93 Syracuse, 0.84 Boston. Points per three, and this is a big difference maker, 1.5 and 1.0 for Boston. Boston actually shot it better from three than they usually do, uh, but Syracuse shot it even better. Uh, you know, I think 24 points on 16 attempts, which you will take that any day of the week. Uh, player breakdowns. All right, so these are always in order of uh, minutes played. So Joe Girard, I thought he came out swinging in this game. You could kind of tell from the jump that he was going to play well and play aggressively. I prefer slinging it Joe Girard over the, t the timid one um, any day of the week. It's who he is and it's who Syracuse needs to be. Just accept it, right? Just like we accept that, 
look, Judah's going to make crazy plays and turn it over and force it, but he's also going to be just almost impossible to guard and make some great plays. It's who they are. It's what makes them good. It's why they were recruited. It's their strength. When they do those things well, Syracuse plays well. So you got you to gotta let those two guys go. You got to let them go. Uh, he finished with 24 points. He really kept Syracuse kind of alive there. It was, it was very similar vibes to that Cornell game where uh, Joe shot it well and was in attack mode and the rest of the team was kind of sleeping a little bit. Um, he kind of kept Syracuse afloat early on uh, when they needed him, which, again, he needs to do that. Uh, four for nine from two, uh, four for ten from three, four for nine from two, four assists, three rebounds, three turnovers. Had one really bad one, but uh, not too bad. Good, uh, great performance from Joe last night or yesterday. Judah Mintz, again, I keep saying it, he's just getting better and better at picking his spots. It's fun to watch, right? You know, Bayheim had to pull him, I think, a little bit early there in the first half to settle him down a little bit, uh, but he was solid after that. A little sloppy at times, had four turn- turnovers, but like I said earlier, you're going to have to live with that stuff. Uh, 18 points, 8 for 15 shooting, 7 assists. I think we'll let those four turnovers slide, right? Um, I'd like that to be at eight and four, but we'll take seven and four for sure. And he keeps getting more mature every single game, more dependable, uh, better at picking his spots. He's a load, man. He's hard to guard. I, I've been watching a lot of ACC games, and, and he's tough. He's tough. Benny Williams, uh, obviously probably the main headline player-wise from this one. Hopefully his coming out game. I feel like we've said that before, but uh, hopefully this really gets him going. For some reason, I don't know why, but Boston was really sagging off Benny, almost just disrespectfully, daring him to shoot. And it looked intentional. It didn't look like a lack of communication. It looked like they did it on purpose. And it was weird because it was like they were sagging inside, but it was just Hema down there. Jesse wasn't even in the game, so I, I don't know what that was about. But um, I'd be all over that if I was the Boston College blog guy. But – uh, he did. He hit two big shots back to back. He hit a little fifteen footer, uh, and then he hit a open three. That really got Syracuse going in the first half. You know, Joe kind of held down the fort, and then Benny hit those shots to kind of start the run to close the half out strong. He was aggressive off the bounce. And here's the thing about Benny, right? Like he's the one guy who can. Judah mostly can, but Benny can go get himself a bucket whenever he wants. Right? We can throw the ball into Benny in the post, and he's going to be able to shoot that little kind of fadeaway mid-range jumper or mid-post jumper. Jesse just isn't strong enough or like agile enough. He can sometimes get some stuff down there, but you can, we can get Benny a shot anytime he wants. Um, and if, if he can really kind of hone that in his game, he's going to be a problem. Uh, attack the glass, like I said, had a nice little putback. It was aggressive. Play with great energy, right? Play with great energy. That's, that's the big thing. That's the word we keep hearing about him. It's energy, energy, energy. And he's, he's doing it, man. He's doing a great job uh, or did a great job yesterday. Uh, 16 points, 6-11 from the field, 11 boards, and three blocks. He had some straight just punk blocks, um, which is great to see. You know, that's what he was hyped up for when he came in, just this super athlete. So seeing him kind of roll into that yesterday was, was, was very encouraging. Uh, Jesse got in foul trouble early. This is one of my puzzling coaching moments um, from the game. Syracuse is up by 11 in the uh, with like a 17 minutes left in the uh, half, and Jesse has three fouls, and he's in the game. Why? Why? Uh, I, when that happened, he came out. Boston went on a little bit of a run. I'd rather much be where, okay, he's out of the game. He has three fouls. 
There's 17 minutes left. Let's bring him back in when he only has three fouls with 10 minutes left instead of bringing him back in with four fouls uh, because, again, he, he has that extra foul to use. Uh, with that being said, uh, 25 minutes, 10 points, eight boards, a kind of quiet 10 and eight. No blocks for Jesse in this one, which is crazy. Um, but he just kind of did his thing. He had a couple of nice post moves, but he, he was a little quiet game for Jesse, which is fine. Uh, other guys picked up the slack. Uh, Justin Taylor was nice to see him hit a couple threes. He's been he's been doing a pretty good job off the bounce, getting to the rim. Uh, but to see a, a couple threes go in for a team that needs to hit more threes was very nice. Six points in 19 minutes. Uh, he kind of earned some extra time uh, yesterday, which was, again I I think this guy I think he's going to be a, a really tough player as he continues to grow. Uh, Hema relieved Jesse, um, played well, four block shots, um, protected the back of the zone, not a scoring threat. You know, I mean, Hema's only going to score if it's on a put back or if it's like a drop down pass for a dunk, which is fine. It's going to have a great field goal percentage. Uh, but it's a good 15 minutes from Hema. Um, and like I said before, I don't love it when Jesse's out of the game, but I feel much more confident now uh, that Syracuse can, can kind of at least hold down the fort defensively when he's out. And for next year, right? You know, I don't know what happens portal-wise or uh, recruiting-wise, but he's probably going to have a bigger role next year. Chris Bell, not the best of his games, uh, just kind of never got the juices flowing. I don't think he did anything particularly poorly, just couldn't get a flow. Um, And Justin came in and played well, so that was helpful. Uh, Finished with two points, got the first bucket of the game, which was a nice little runner floater pull up in the, in the, in the lane, which we haven't seen too much of, which was nice to see that part of his game. You know, usually it's kind of that uh, step back jumper off the bounce or it's a, it's, you know, catch and shoot threes. Uh, it's going to be a game by game revolving door at the forward position. You know, Beheim spoke about it. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think it's, Beheim thinks it's a huge problem. I don't think it's a huge problem. I mean, like, it's not that nobody is performing. It's just random guys are performing at different times, which is kind of annoying. I understand that. Some consistency would be nice. JBA, 10 minutes off the bench. More another energy guy. Um, played some – I mean, he was a big part of that run in the first half. For some reason, they him and Joe have this backdoor brain connection, so I feel like Joe trusts him to throw that backdoor pass. Um, and you know me. I'm going to talk about those Joe Girard backdoors every time I get because he needs to do it more. Not only does it get him layups, but it clears out space. Uh, Copeland, right, seven minutes off the bench, another great energy boost. Um, I feel like he could have even been more aggressive. I'd like to still see him attack and try and score. Um, you know, I, he, he kind of had a couple drives, but um, stopped almost, almost like he didn't want to get yelled at. It was kind of that kind of vibe. But he's going to be hard to guard off the bounce. I'm imagining him and um, uh, Judah next year at the top of that zone and also him and Judah next year uh, just driving down people's throats so uh, he's gonna be tough I think he's gonna be a good player you just like the guy too Samir good six minutes you know no complaints from me about him uh, didn't do anything well super well didn't do anything bad did his job did his job you know when when it's good Judah out there you know uh, Samir's not gonna play as much uh, Malik Brown uh, he's the latest on on the uh <laughs> Call it the Twitter crowd who who says, oh, he should be playing 25, 30 a game. He's just not ready to do that. He's going to have moments just like Taylor's not ready to do that consistently. Copeland's not ready to do it consistently. Chris Bell barely is ready to do it consistently. Those bench guys aren't able to just play 20, 25 consistent because they're not good enough yet. They don't, they don't have it figured out yet. Um, they're freshmen, right? They're figuring it out. Um, 
Bell really does it because he's just by necessity and he's just the best one out of them, uh, which I'm sure some of you guys will argue me on that one, but I, I, w- I will disagree with you. Um, but yeah, Malik, uh, you know, after Bryant, right? Um, Justin Taylor. Oh, he needs to be playing 30 minutes a game. Oh, he should start over Joe Girard. Like it just, people are just so overreactive. Uh, yeah, Taylor's going to be good, but he cannot start right now. Malik cannot start right now. Malik was great against um, Pitt in those minutes, but he, it, it, that's what it's going to be, right? They're young and experienced guys. Some guys are going to have good games and, and, and look like world beaters. Some are going to be just barely blitz on the radar, and that's okay. They'll come along. Uh, four minutes, I think it was the first off the bench. Again, didn't get in a flow, and again, JVA played well. Justin Taylor played well. Uh, there wasn't really much of a need for him to do um, anything extra than what he did. So there's your player breakdowns. Uh, Syracuse is now nine and five, two and one in the ACC. ACC schedule's been pretty soft lately, or so far. Um, would have loved to see this team be three and zero, but um, they're playing well right now. They're getting better, and now's a good time to get better because it's about to get real. They're going to get tested. Uh, according to Ken Palm, right? If everything goes to plan, which it won't, uh, Syracuse is on track to end ten and ten in AC, ACC play. They probably need to go twelve and eight or so, I think, to really have a legit chance of, of the tournament. Um, but we'll we'll worry about that later. What's next for the Orange? Next five games, uh, they got the third on Tuesday. They're at Louisville. Okay, seventy six win percent probability. Uh, next Saturday, they're at number 11, UVA. I'll be at that game. Uh, 14% win on that one. That's probably going to be – that's a tough one for Syracuse to get. That's a tough one. Uh, on the 11th, they host Virginia Tech, 43% win probability, and Syracuse has played well against Tech in the Dome. The 14th, they're versus 109 Notre Dame, which is a must-win game, a must-win game. Syracuse must win the rest of the games they are favorited in. Notre Dame is one of those games at 69%. And then the 16th, after that, 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 that dreaded Saturday-Monday stretch, um, on Saturday they're home against Notre Dame. On Monday they travel to Boston, or sorry, to Miami, who is ranked 35th. That's a 23% win probability. So if we're looking at numbers and likelihood, Syracuse probably dropping two of their next five. That Virginia Tech game could be interesting. Um, I don't partic- particularly, particularly think, excuse me, that – Syracuse matches up too well with the Hokies. Uh, they got a lot of shooters. They can put Justin Mutz in the middle of that zone. He's a problem. Um, I don't love that matchup for for SU, honestly. Uh, but that's a 43% win game based on stats. That'd be a gr- That's a great steal opportunity. It's a home game. It's a middle-of-the-week game. Um, that's, that's a great that's – a, that's, a, that's a nice little opportunity there for Syracuse. All right, so that's it for me for today, guys. Check out the uh, website. Check out the Twitter account. Like and subscribe and leave positive reviews on this uh, podcast. I would appreciate it so much if you would just take two or three minutes um, to leave something positive, um, you know, retweet something, like something for me. I'm trying to make this grow. I want to be a community of Syracuse fans who think the game and, um, you know, are interested in, in following the team on a more deep level. So if you can help me do that, I'd be greatly appreciative. Happy New Year, guys. Hope it's a great year full of blessings and health and good news and um, a couple NCAA tournament uh, games for the Orange as well would be a pretty nice, nice touch, all right? Okay, so that's it for me. Um, I'll be sending you guys out a preview of Louisville on Tuesday. And uh, 
That's it on my end. Adios, guys. Have a good one.